Shut up. Shut, shut up. Sit down. Strap in. Hang on. You don't need your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle, is the Podcast. Battle Podcast. Battle Podcast. What up, man? And welcome to the battle. I'm your host, John Durham. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Ray Ray all day. What's going on, man? Oh, man. You know, redneckinizing, man. Oh, here we go. I don't, yeah. I, we're not going back into the humanitarian stuff today, are we? We are going back to the humanitarian stuff, man. Dude, I got to keep myself busy. Dude, you took a week off and now you're back? Yeah, you know me. It's, a, it's like a vacation. You know, it's, what amazes me, you came over the, the other night and you got these videos. You're showing my wife and daughter these nice little Bambies that you're carrying around and they were mortified. Would have let them know that we're raising them to be shot. Get <laughs> <laughs> a red neck and eyes. Raise over there. Look at this little baby deer. My daughter's like, oh, it's so cute. Look at, look at. I'm like, yeah, you know what they're doing with that, don't you? What? They're raising them to be shot. That's what that army <laughs> Really? I'm like, yeah. That's what it's all about, man. You can't trust a redneck and a deer, man. No Sooner or later, he's going to eat it. That's it, exactly. Anything that's walking around with hair on it, we're going to eat it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for roadkill. I hope you ain't stopping off at the side of the road picking up roadkill, bro. <laughs> we are not eating roadkill. No possums. None nothing like that. We're talking deer and cows. And oh, good. it's funny. My, my dad's wife used to have a cousin, and he was like that. I mean, he stopped at the side of the road and pick up a dead animal in a minute. You know oh, saying? man. He'd, bring it, he'd go check pulses and everything else. <laughs> Come back with pelts. <laughs> Why is it that everything tastes like chicken? <laughs> I don't know. You man. fry it up right, it all tastes like chicken. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you. See, we don't deal with that stuff up in Massachusetts. Us, us Yankees don't. We don't play around with that taxidermy stuff. No, no. It's a Southern thing, man. But yeah, the, the neighbor's deer, they had uh, twins, had twin fawns. So yeah, got to help them out with that. Yeah. Started building my barn. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Started building a barn. So getting all excited now. Yeah, I was... Um, it's funny because you had talked about it about a week ago and, and I didn't put two and two together. And you're like, yeah, it's a, it's a, what was the thing you put on the top? Uh, cupola. Cupola. Yeah. See, that's way above my vocabulary. A cupola. Yeah. But anyway, he, you were saying that you're building this cupola and I couldn't figure out for the life. I'm like, why is he building the top of this barn? It, we don't even have a barn yet. <laughs> and then you show me the picture that there actually is, is a barn and you put it on the top. So yeah. it shows you how much I know. The barn is there. But hey, how about you, man? What you got going on? We heard that you got a... Got some new adventures happening in your life. Adventures? What? What? What are you referring to? Adventures. Well, last time we talked, you was uh, cleaning off the old uh, treadmill, getting oh, all yeah. the clothes and the hangers and you know, the yeah. boxes and stuff yep. off of it. Yep. How's that working, man? Oh, it's hot. It's hot. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't realize how uh, how much you dislike yourself if you get on a <laughs> treadmill. <laughs> I mean, it was funny because I, I went over and helped out my my buddy who's who's with us this this morning. Uh, over at uh, this Hope Center, we were doing some work and, you know, mm-hmm. he's a slave driver anyway, but, you know, I was the unskilled laborer. <laughs> and uh, I get home, what was it, six o'clock that evening and I beat up and tired. And my daughter's like, are you getting on the treadmill, dad? And I'm like, I've been working all day. I mean, <laughs> I've, been, I've been, you know, unskilled laborer over here. I'm beat up. And she's like, keep making excuses. And I'm like, oh, man. So I... We got those younger ice cream truck drivers. They, yeah, they don't adhere to the speed limit. I got to build up my top, you know, my stamina, dude. I got to be able to run after them trucks, you know. (laughs) So I got on the treadmill and did my two miles. Sweat like a hog, smelled like a bacon factory coming out of my garage. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it, it was worth it. Nice, nice, nice. And I've been doing that old, you know, the paleo in it, paleo in it, you know what I'm saying? Ah. Yeah. 
So it's, John, it's been John, an adventure. Although I did have a little cheat night last night. Yeah. Yeah, I went out to dinner with some friends and we uh we had some Cuban food. You know, you Cuban like that. food. That, yeah, dude, I like that. That's good stuff, man. I mean, your hotspot used to be what Troy's over there. Yeah, it used to be Troy's. Yeah. yeah. You have, where's, where's Ray? He's at Troy's. I thought you lived. I thought you had stock in that company. Oh man, you know what? If they I they went out of business too, didn't they? No, they didn't. They're <laughs> oh, still they, trucking. They sold it. They sold it. Yeah, oh, they sold it. They just sold it to a new owner. That's yeah. all. So yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm back. I'm paleo it and hitting the treadmill and gotta get some of this meat off the bone. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be working on a new call name for you, huh? <laughs> that depends on what the new call name is going to be. You know what I'm saying? So everybody out there listening, man, everybody out there on Facebook and out there on uh, Spotify and all that, let's come up with some new call names for John here. I've already got one in mind. <laughs> oh, here we go. You know, because yeah. as, as he does this paleo and all this treadmill work, you know, I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of full money, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He I does need a rap my... alias, though. I was saying, you know, iced tea's already taken, so <laughs> maybe ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I had feelings, they'd be hurt right now. <laughs> good thing for you two, I don't. Oh, yeah. man, we love you, brother. You know that. Well, it's, it's all good. It's, it's all good. Hey, if you can't good. laugh at yourself, who can you laugh That's at, right? That's exactly, man. man it, it. This, ain't, this ain't the time for the sensitive. No, not we at all. We can laugh at Mike. He's not here. Yeah, Mike's not here. You're a statistician out there. Mike Ames. Thanks a lot, Mike. Yeah. Thanks for the stats, Mike. <laughs> uh, we got some last minute, like six texts. Here it is. Oh, wow. He came up big in the end. So <laughs> we love you too, Mike, man. We're just messing with you, brother. Well, hey, I- I'm really looking forward to our podcast this morning. Uh, what's this? Episode 12. 12. 12. Yep. Yeah. We changed things up. We're doing it in the morning this time. Duh, well, this week. Yeah. Yeah. This week. But uh, chasing a ghost. Chasing a ghost. And uh, I'm excited because I got my brother here visiting with us. Going to hang out with us this morning. My buddy, Keith Poff. Yeah. Keith, how you doing, brother? I'm in the house. Yeah. In the house, boy. I'd like to thank Keith for breakfast. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Keith. Yep. If there's anything he's going to do right today, it's, it's the fact that he got his breakfast. That wasn't me. <laughs> breakfast at Kiki's at that. I'm hoping that's not a pre-apology for what he's going to do on this uh, podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me and said, I can buy this guy off with food. <laughs> got to tune you guys up before I hit you hard. <laughs> I can buy some more redneck dryer sheets. Yeah. yeah. Air filters. Redneck air fresheners. Well, on a more serious note, the reason I had my buddy come out, Keith, and hang out with us this morning is because the topic we're talking about this morning is so crucial, I think, for men and, and what we deal with right now in our culture today. And, and we're using the term chasing a ghost. But the reality of it is, is there's a lot of guys out there right now that are trying to be something they're not or trying to put off the persona that they're something that they're not. We're trying to fill holes with things instead of substance like relationships and people and things like that. And uh, over the course of the last 10, 12 years, how long have we known Chesky? Probably about 10 years now. Yeah, 10 years. So for the last 10 years, you know, I've, I've gotten to know my buddy here very well. We're very close friends. And he's taught me a lot about that because there was a time in your life when you were like at the pinnacle of, of doing really well financially, right? Yes, sir. I mean... So I uh, used to run around, have my own business and all, and I was young at that time. So just, just thinking everything I needed to do was make money and live life and get the fancy cars and get the fancy house. And so, yeah, so I thought I was on top of the world living life and didn't care what I was doing, who I was hurting and just, uh, just chasing that next dollar because that's what men do, right? Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of guys out there right now I think you would agree, all of us, yeah. sir, that that we have this false perception of what it is to be a man, 
and unfortunately in our culture, it's, it's grounded in that a lot of times it's, it's the job that we have, right? It's the amount of money that we make. It's the amount of toys that we can, who, he, who has the most toys wins, you know, the title, the power title, the power. And also I think the feeling that you get being, and, and one of the things you've always talked, talked to me about Keith that you've mentioned, it's really resonated with me is, is, is that feeling that of empowering of, be, of being the man, being that guy? Well, I think as from coming from a young age, I think that's what we're taught in life is a man that the identity of a man is set in his bank account right? or what he could buy or what he could do, or it's just, that's the identity that I was chasing. I did not know what it meant to be a real man. Cause as I was growing up, it was like, you just go to work, you work as hard as you can. You, you supply things to your family and at the end of the day, it's just killing you on the inside because you're chasing something that you never can actually get. So it doesn't matter how much money you make in a day or how much whatever it seems like at the end of the day, you're still tired of chasing and just running. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, to me, uh, it sounds like, it's, see, I had a similar experience. It wasn't necessarily with, with money for me. It was, you know, growing up in the projects, I, I kind of got this mentality growing up as a kid is that I wanted to get out of there, right? I want to get out of there and I want to show everybody. Well, show everybody what, you know, I want to show everybody that I was going to be somebody that I wasn't just some punk from the projects that I was going to make something in my life. And, you know, so I, I ended up joining the United States army and leaving. And, you know, I kept on thinking, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go into service. I'm going to get my, my shit together. I'm going to be on top of things. I'm going to be dressed, right? Dress. I'm going to be living that life. And I'm going to come back and I'm gonna show all these people that I'm somebody that I, I wasn't just the, the regular dude that was, you know, drink, drinking and doing drugs and hanging out. And every time I would come home, more and more of that reality would set in that most people really don't care. You know, you're, you're, and that's why the, the name of this, of this episode is chasing a ghost. It's because that's what we do. We chase this ghost because we think that we're going to impress people or we're going to show people. And, and at the end of the day, most people really don't give a shit about right. what you got. Matter yep. of fact, it just, if anything, it just pisses them off. Yep. Well, what happens is I think we, we can justify sometimes, or at least that's the way I was able to justify because I had kids at a young age. So I would justify, I'm trying to give my family a better life than what I had. Well, not thinking that, the better life that I could have given my family was more of my time, not necessarily stuff that I could buy them. Because in that time, I was running so much that I was working all the time and wasn't really there for my family. So it was, it's, it's kind of, we could justify it by saying, I'm just giving my family something that I didn't have. Right. Yeah, I get that exactly, man. Because, you know, a lot of people are, uh, a lot of people are, um, they're, confused by that. You know, they think, oh, my kid wants an iPad. My kid wants this. My kid wants the new George. My kid wants that. You know, the kid's seeking that stuff because you're not there, you know? So we get it kind of mixed up. Well, now I got to work more to give my kid this stuff. In all reality, if you're there, if you just be present and be there and give them your time and your love and your dedication, then they're going to not need all that stuff to fulfill themselves. Well, a lot of times we give them what we want rather than what they need. Ah, that's a good point. You know, it's not it's not a necessity of those things. We, we do it out of sometimes guilt because you are working. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes because you're not present, you, you do things because you want to make up for it. And also to be honest with ourselves, if we're going to be you know, straight up with ourselves and cut all the crap, you know, we do it to, to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. And right. we, we do it to say, well, I'm doing this for them. When in reality, 
a lot of times, and one of the things you taught me through us sharing all over the course of years, Keith, is sometimes, you know, we, we, we use that as saying we're doing it for them, but we're doing it for ourselves because it makes us feel good about who we are. And be like you, you use always the term of being the man. Well, because it goes back to what we're always taught and we grew up with nothing. So now we have something. So there's definitely a pride thing that goes on there. And the more and more you get, the more prideful you get. And that's the hard part of uh, you just lose yourself. You lose your complete identity and then you start lying. And then it's just your whole life is just lost in that, that hustle. Right. And it's, it's a hustle that we've, me growing up to where I grew up, I had nothing. So therefore, once I started getting something, it, it fed me, it, it made it, it was like putting fuel to the fire. I, I just wanted more and more and more until finally I just broke and I just couldn't do it anymore because, you know, life comes at you quick. And next thing you know, my kids are getting older and I, I'm missing birthdays. I'm missing family times because I'm out working all the time or trying to have fun and got friends that aren't really friends. And it's just, did you ever, that that kind of made me think about something right now. Do you ever think that when you were going through that and, and, you know, with, because you did work so much and then you tell yourself you're doing this for your family, does there ever come up? Was there ever a time where you felt like, well, that I deserve something from me too. So then you were, then you were saying you can almost justify it within yourself. Well, I'm going to, I'm doing all this for the family. I'm doing all this for the house. I'm doing all this for the kids. I'm doing this over here for me because, because I, I deserve something too. Well, yeah. And then what happens is you start feeding that with other things and that's either you're going to the casino to go gambling or you're, you're wanting to go hang out with the guys that that could get real bad real quick too. So you start feeding yourself with, with very worldly stuff to make you, your insides feel good. But at the end of the day, you're still broken. No matter what, no matter how much you do or whatever, you're at the end of the day, you go home and you're just broken. Your life is broken. Your family's not. You, you can paint a good picture and your your wife has everything she needs. Your kids have everything they need. So life is good. From the outside. From the outside. So, you know, it's it's scary because at one time in my life, I had I looked at my wife and my wife says, you know, all this stuff means nothing. All that your family has ever wanted, if you ever talk to them, is more of you. Right. And that really hit home when they say that, because here I'm thinking that I'm killing myself for them, mm-hmm. but it wasn't for them at the end of the day. It was for me. Right. Oof. So, it's, it's, uh, bro, you, but you, uh, you yeah. got the, the hair on my arm standing up there because you just said something that is so true for so many men out there. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, and a lot of times we can, we use the term here, just a lie, right? Right. You can just lie to yourself that you're doing this, you're doing that for everybody else. But the reality of it is, is you're feeding yourself. And you're feeding yourself because there's a, I think that for, for, I can only speak on on my end and and I know your story a lot too. I think that guys like us, because we came from nothing and we had a hard upbringing to some degree, we, we want so desperately to be somebody, to be able to be a great provider, to be able to be that person that wasn't that person for us coming up, that we can just lie within ourselves to say, well, I need to do this for them when in reality it's feeding that ego or that, that pride within yourself. And that's when it gets really dangerous, you know? And in the big picture, it's all broken cisterns, you know, like they say in the Bible, you're trying to fill up these broken cisterns and everything's just pouring right out. There's never filled. And like you said, you get tired of the hustle. You're chasing and you're chasing and you're chasing. As soon as you think you caught what you wanted, there's something a little further out. 
Yeah. And then something a little further out and then something a little further out. And then you start getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Well, you, you bring up a good thing and that's the Bible because back in those days, I knew nothing about Christ. I knew nothing about Bible. It's just, that was kind of like the plague to me when I was growing up, my family, we never went to church. So I didn't know any of that stuff. So it was to me, I didn't, I never thought about God. God, who is that? You know, that's somebody you, 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 you hear about, but you keep him at a distance, you know, right. like, I don't, I don't want to bring him into this. I got, I got this. <laughs> Cause there's repercussions coming. With yeah. That, right. Well, and, and the problem is, is you don't know that because I didn't know anything yeah. of it. So right. it was, yes. I'm glad you shared that because, uh, you know, when we're so caught up in the world, we're so far from it yeah. that, you know, we can, we can put our blinders on or put walls up between us and say, like, I think what you said is so true. Like he's over here and I'm over here. We're, we're like, we're like miles and in, in, in apart. There's, there's, there's no, there's no closeness there. There's no relationship. There's, we're not relating to one another. It's, it's totally separate. And, and you get caught up in that in life because you don't know any better. Right. And so you just figure, Hey, that's, that's something that's totally foreign to me and it doesn't apply to me, you know? But as you said, when you, you know, you'd never been introduced to that life. Mm. And so you're living the worldly life, which tells you, Hey, you know, make more, get more, do more, you know, you, do the vacation, get the house, get the cars, get the boats, you know, make the money, go on the trips, you know what I'm saying? And make sure you got the clothes and all these different things that are going on. It's funny because there are so many people in America today that have been caught up in that. Uh, we were looking at some statistics the other night and it, there are 80% of, of Americans, they live paycheck to paycheck yep. and, and they live beyond their means. I mean, most Americans right now are about... 40,000, not including the house, take the house out of the, equa- the equation, are $40,000 in debt, living beyond their means, right? Right. So what does that tell you? I mean, it goes back to what you're saying, Keith. We're trying to fill a void with things and possessions and we're just lying to ourselves and saying we deserve this, we're entitled to that, we work hard. I mean, guys out there, I mean, fellas, let's keep it real. I mean, we, we sit there and we tell ourselves, well, I work hard, I deserve this. Right. I give all this to my wife, I give all this to my kids. Uh, everybody's getting... Everybody's take, take, take. And when do I get, Yeah, you know, and, and you can get yourself in a, and Keith, you make a very good point. You can get yourself caught up in other things that are so worldly that you're, you're going down a path that you don't want to find yourself going down, but then you make, but if we're going to be honest, it makes you feel good. It makes, it feels like you're relieving pressure and all these different things that are going on in your life because everything else, because you're putting that on yourself to provide the things that you think your family need rather than well, want. At, at the end of the day, to be honest with you, it, it feels good, but then at the end of the day, like I say, when you're at home and you're alone, it's a dark and empty place. Because at the end of the day, you really you you say you have friends, you you know all these people, but you really don't have friends. It's it's a it's a crazy way and a crazy feeling. But at the end of the day, you're alone. No matter how you want to look at it, you're just alone. Right. And it's you're always checking chasing that next. Well, yeah, next because hit. if because you, if you're the guy, right? How many people are along for the ride? And, and you and I've talked about that so many times. Like, you know, there's so many, there are people that'll jump on that ride. I mean, if you're going to be the guy that's going to pay for all the drinks, or you're going to be the guy that's going to pay for the party, you're going to be the guy that's going to pay for the trip. I mean, you have a lot of friends that'll jump on that wagon. But then, like you say, you take a step back and you take a hard look, like, are these really my friends? And then how did that affect, I guess that's a good question to, to ask. How did that affect you, like, as a man, when you 
took a step back or did you ever take a step back and start asking yourself those tough questions? Like, are these dudes really my friends? So, yeah. So I, I, I didn't take a step back. I, I fell in a hole. So everything was at the top and my wife and all started going to church, my wife and kids. And for a whole year, they would, uh, they'd wake up on Sunday, go to this thing called church, you know? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, goodbye. You know, I'm <laughs> sleeping in. But then something started changing. So uh, I woke up one morning and said I was going to go to church with the family. And uh, that day, it's like, I know it sounds weird, but that hit home for me as a, as a, as a father, as a parent, to see the, see the growth that my kids are doing. And I just wanted more of that. So it wasn't until I lost everything to, when I mean everything, I lost houses, I lost cars, I've lost boats, I've lost it all within a year's period of time. I don't want to skip over that real quick, real quick. I don't mean to cut you off, but I think it's so important. You went from the very highest of highs, right? And then you, what? This is this is where it hits me because when I met you, you had just lost everything. Everything that was when right. I, when we kind of met each other for the first time. So you'd gone from the pinnacle of being on the highest of highs, like you said, on the trips, got the boats, got the house, going to Vegas, doing all these different things, right? Right. To now, you've lost everything. And, and when I mean by everything, I mean all the people that were in my life, they all disappeared. Everything disappeared. And it was just me sitting in the house, watching them shut my power off and my water off to them, to now knowing I have nobody. All these years of chasing things and and, and getting to know people and doing everything with those people. And now I have no one. Nobody there to help. Well, not even not just right. to help, just somebody to be there to be right. in the trenches with you. you no, know? no, but the only one that stuck by me through everything was my wife mm-hmm. and my kids, of course. But other than that, so at the end of the day, it's like what what really woke me up is what have I been doing all this time and in, in, in pouring all my time into people and things, and now I'm including myself right. mostly empty. So it's a it's a dark place chasing everything and just not knowing where the next hit's going to come. So it's it was definitely an eye-opener. And I, I think that's so powerful because there are so many men out there right now that are living that lie and chasing that ghost. And they're in the very same spot you're in. They're sitting in their living rooms right now. They're taking a good hard look around. And they're asking themselves some tough questions like, do I really have any friends? These people that I'm investing my time, money, and, and energy into, do they really even really care about me. They, right. they have my best interest at heart and, and who really is going to be there at the end. And, and, and for the grace of God, you had a, you have a very strong wife that stuck by you through that, you know, that, that is, that is weathered that storm. And I think that, you know, uh, she's helped you become a better man through that process because her faith and her love and her resilience, I think has empowered you to become who you are, I think today. Um, and a lot of guys out there, we lose sight of our wives. You know, we get caught up in the friends and the life, and we we let the wife get put on the back burner. And at the end of the day, when you look around in them trenches, that's the one who's got their back up against you. That's the one that's picking up their sword and going going to war for you. You know, I, I think sometimes we take our wives for granted just by thinking, oh, they'll be there when I get home. You know, and 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 we could put we could put them last, and don't worry. Well, I'll make it up to them, or I'll do something. But at the end of the day, our wives are, that's who saved my life was my wife and just her helping me through these times and being there for me. And it just made it much easier 
to get through these times. And because the first thing I think we do as men, the biggest fear we have as men is we don't want to look like a failure to our spouse. And there are a lot of guys, that's what drives a lot of guys that are out there that are living this lie, right? That they want to, they don't want the wife to know. They don't want the wife to know that uh, the money's not there. They don't want the wife to know that you've made some stupid decisions or they don't want the wife to know that this is all plastic. It's not real. Well, a lot it's of the guys, yeah, a lot of the guys too, they, they go, you know, even more shallow than that. They don't want their friends to know. They don't want their buddies to think that they're weak, that they ain't got it under control, you know? So it's not just the wife, but you know, their friends alone, they're scared that they're going to get found out that they're going to, you know, realize that he's living a lie. He's got nothing. I think the fear of exposure is huge for men. Right. Am I going to get exposed here? Like, are people going to find out the truth? Like, I've got this persona of who I am and what I'm doing and how I got my life all together. But if they really find out that this is all just a big facade, what's going to happen? Well, it's funny you bring up the truth because when you're caught up in it, you lose track of the truth because you've been lying. You're living a lie. So therefore, once you start living a lie, you become that lie. You become that world that you're uh, that you're you're painting. That big picture you're painting. You become that. And next thing you know, you're just so lost into it. You don't know. You just lose yourself. And that's that was a toughest thing was trying to learn who I am after all of what I went through. Now become trying to become a better person for my family first, and just trying to figure out who is Keith. Right. Because I lost track of who that man was or who that in my eyes who that boy was because i was not a man i thought i was a man but i was just being a kid doing kid things and with a man's income it's just crazy (laughs) because when you come from nothing and you start making a little something it's like it fuels you you become this this i don't know just a mean just a person you just become a bad mean person a machine just all about the function all about what i can do what i have you start judging people look at this person and you just start degrading the world in front of you and it's just a bad place to be so what's funny i was listening to a a sports radio show the other day and and there was a back and forth between an athlete i hope uh, it wasn't about the patriots no it's not about the Thank gosh. I mean, I don't want to. Hey, they ain't got Brady no more. So, oh, he, you okay, know, yeah. listen, that wound's deep and it's fresh. It's deep and Go it's Bucks. Fresh. Yeah, Bucks. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Will he ever convert? But there was a there was a back and forth between an athlete and a commentator, and a, a prior athlete. And he had called this athlete saying that because he, about playing, going back to playing sports, playing basketball, whatever. And one of the guys said, you know, there's nothing to play for because we're not going to go to the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. And, the other guy called them spoiled and entitled. And the guy says, you know, you flipped out. Says, you don't know. You don't call me spoiled and entitled. You don't know where I came from, what I've been through. Well, it, you know, on the show, one of the things that was brought up, and it's so true. And I think about myself with this. Just because we grew up in a world where we suffered as children does not mean that we can't be spoiled and entitled as adults. Right. You know, just because, you know, I had a hard upbringing doesn't mean that as a man, because I, I'm past that and that's in the rearview mirror. That I can't get to a place now where I can be a little bit selfish and self-entitled and, and spoiled and, you know, uh, a little bit of a prima donna when it comes to certain things at times. I mean, we get this mentality, well, I grew up hard and I was in the projects and my mother was on welfare. So that means, you know, I'll never be self-entitled. No, if you start making a little bit of money, get a little something, something, start living a certain life, you know, I mean, I'll tell you right now, there's certain hotels I ain't laying my head down in. 
There's certain restaurants I'm not going to eat at, right? Right. I mean, uh, I don't go camping if it's not cool outside. God, this fat guy don't like to sweat. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, I'm not going nowhere with no AC. He got to be doing that glamping. I mean, but but you know what I'm saying? If, if we're going to keep it real, I mean, hey, I, I'm going somewhere with his air conditioning because I'm too fat. I sweat too much, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to a restaurant. Keith always picks on me. He's always like, man, John always talking about that chick food, man. He never tries anything new. I'm particular. If I don't like something, I just don't eat it, you know? But when I was a kid, boy, you put food in front of me, whatever it was, I'm eating it. I was Dumb. hungry. Dumb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't hungry anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we can get to a place, regardless of our upbringing, we can lose sight of that real quick. Yes. And I think you make a good point with your story is that even though you grew up hard, you had gotten to a place where you had so much plenty of, uh, of plenty that you started getting self-entitled. You started feeling a little bit like I deserve this. Like, you know, we get a little spoiled, you know what I mean? And it's not above any of us. No. And it's quick to do. I think sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of the times I like to forget where I came from. And I know that sounds mean and cruel, but the problem is, is I can't live in that life anymore. I'm a, I'm a different person than what, where I grew up. So if I keep on going back to the past saying, well, this is where I grew up and this, it becomes okay for me to do the things that it, I, I just, I, I justify those actions. And I just, I got to the point where I could not do that anymore. Not that I f- just forget where I, I don't ever want to think about where I came from because it's those times that made me who I am today. But at the same time, I knew I had to change and do something different. Well, it's in the rear view. And we have to understand that. Like, I'll tell you right now, I go back to Massachusetts and hang around my family. It ain't but a day or two that goes by. We're talking and laughing and joking in, uh, in ways that we did before, you know, I've moved away and changed my life. So you can find yourself reverting right back to that life in a matter of a day or two. Real quick. Right? Real quick. And, and people, and nobody really is above it because you get around people that you grew up around, you get laxed, you get comfortable, you start reminiscing about the old days. All of a sudden, the old days start becoming that day. You know what I'm saying? And you've got to be on, on guard and aware of what you're doing. So that separation, I think, in our lives is key. We got to make sure that we put ourselves in a place where it's okay to look back at, but it, it's not a place you want to go back and dwell in or marinate in. You got to get past it. And, and while we're talking about that, I wanted to kind of move in because now you've gone from being the top, you've dropped down to the bottom, and now you're working your way back up again. And, and I believe that God has truly restored you and your family through this process, you know? And, and I think your story is so powerful because. You know, we talk about being, uh, you know, refined in the fire. And I think that's what happened in your life. You went through a very difficult, dark time, and now you're starting to come back out again and and things are going well for you and your family, right? Well, yes, things are going great for my family and I. And the difference is, is doing it God's way now. So it's so much more, it brings so much more joy to me knowing that I'm trying to live the right life. And what that is, I still don't know. I still learn every day what is the right things and the wrong things to do. It just changes you who you are because now you're always, to me, I'm always second guessing myself. And it's really hard nowadays to make friends because I'm always thinking to myself, are these people here for this or are they here for me and my family? So I'm always, it it, kind of puts me in a bad place sometimes because I might be missing a blessing in a friendship because I don't trust what's going on sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds weird, but it's, it, it kind of isolates you. The past isolates you to, to today because I never want to get back into the, those old friendships to where you're always questioning what is, 
Well, the motive of the relationship. Right. What are they here for? Are they trying to get something from me or are they trying to get to know me, to be a part of me, to share life with me? Right. You know, I get it. I mean, and, and, and you know, I think, I think that's a bad thing. I think that we have to have healthy boundaries in our lives. And we've I always equated to, you know, when you first, first time you dive in the water, you know, you dive in head first and, ooh, it's cold when you come up. The next time you kind of stick your toe in that sucker to make sure what the temperature is, you know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not that you're not going to get back in the water. You can just ease your way back in, you know right. what I'm saying? Besides, if I dive in, jump in head first, I'm liable to get a bunch of people wet. It's <laughs> a way to piss a lot of people off. <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so on a serious note, though, that's what we do. We ease ourselves back, and I think that that's that's healthy. You're making sure that these relationships that you're building now are real. Well, your priorities have changed too. You know, not only are you seeking, you know, are these people truly vested in me and my family? That's your priority now is your family and you. Where before it was, yeah, oh yeah, I got a boat. Let's go. I got this. Let's go. I got this. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do that. You're chasing kind of the 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 notoriety of it all, you know. And now you've you've really readjusted your focus on what is real and what means anything to you. So yeah, you want to make sure those people coming in have your best interests in mind and your family, not just what they can get or what you can get out of them. Right. I mean, the reality of it is, is we're all chasing a ghost. Yeah. In some way or another. In some way or another. We're all chasing a ghost. And um, I think that there's, there's questions that we all can ask ourselves and we can go back and forth about. But Ray, real quick, I want I don't want to miss on this because we we kind of skipped over it by mistake. But tell a little bit about the, the guys out there about how they can get a hold of us. Because if there's a guy out there right now that's listening, he's going, "Man, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going through this right now." You know, uh, how do I get some help? How do I get some guidance for this? Uh, what are some ways that these guys out there can, can get a hold of us so we can get them plugged into certain? Yeah, guys, you can always hit us up on Facebook. We're the Battle Podcast on Facebook. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. If you want to talk something a little more in depth, something a little more personal, something that you don't want to, you know, out on social media, hit us up at the battle podcast at gmail.com and uh, share this with all your friends, man. Let it, let these guys know. Cause I guarantee you that the guys out there, they've all got a friend who's going through this, you know, they're, they've been there, done that, or are in the middle of it right now. So listen on Spotify, um, iHeart. We're not iHeart yet. I don't think, but uh, we just hit a new one, radio.com. Right, I believe is what it's called. So there's several different listening platforms. YouTube, we're on YouTube. YouTube, yeah. Share share it with us. And if you've got personal stuff, man, just feel free to email us, thebattlepodcast at gmail.com. And then um, the new one is radiopublic.com. And uh, hit us up on Facebook. You know, share it around because, you know, the, the whole goal of this podcast is to just to to share this with guys, help help mentor some people, you know, help get these guys going in the right direction. Well, this is real life stuff, man. Well, you know, this is what it's what changed me is the whole time you're going through this, you think that you're in this alone. But it wasn't until I started going to church and I got connected into a, like a, a men's group and started talking and being open and find out that man, so many men go through this stuff, mm-hmm. and I've been lying to myself, thinking I'm in this all by myself. But it's not until I start opening up and talking to people to where my life actually started changing. And, and like I said, when I first met John 10 years ago, we were in a men's group together and we had about, I don't know, 12, 13 guys that, and we were the craziest dudes ever, but, <laughs> yeah, but still are. <laughs> once you, once you start talking to them, you understand that everybody has a battle, right? And we're not in this alone. No. Right. And that's the biggest thing. We're not in this alone, guys. And, and, and I love that, Keith, because it's so important. That's what we're here for. We're opening up dialogue. 
We want to open up conversation. We want guys to talk about the things that matter because, you know, we get superficial. When we're sitting around, you know, the pool table or the bar or we're at a watching a football game or we're at a sporting event or even when we're fishing or we're hunting or whatever. A lot of times the things we talk about are so superficial, you know, we want to dive into things that are going to make us better people, better men, better husbands, better fathers, you know, things that we can, you know, let's give a, give an outlet for guys to say, man, I'm really going through this. And I got another brother looking at me going, you know what? I've been there, dude. I've done that. I've experienced that. And this is how this happened for me. Oh, great. Like you said, I'm not alone in this. There's guys out there that are going through the same stuff and they, they, they need Guys need to know that you don't have to be like a turtle and, and pull back within your shell. There are other people out there that are living life that are going through these same things that want to help you, you know? So, yeah. Well, Keith, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart coming on here and, and sharing with us. I, it's, it's not easy to come in and, and you know, share your life, you know, mm-hmm. and put it out there. But I know that, well, I know your heart. I've known you for a long time. And I know that one of the biggest things you have always told me is that you just want to help other guys. And help them to see that, you know, this is a different life. There's a better life than, than the one that you were living at that point in time in your life. And that you'd learned so much from that. And, you know, as your friend, as your brother, you've taught me so much from that. Because, you know, sometimes on the flip side of things, guys like me that haven't been at the top, maybe financially, sometimes we think that that's it. Man, why? That's what I want to do. That's what I want to have. I want to, you from the outside looking in, you go, well, I want to have the vacations. Well, I want to have the house. I want to have the boats. You know what I mean? And, and you think that it's all gravy, but you don't understand that everything that comes with it, the pressure. Uh, well, the, I think the biggest thing is just putting God first. And that's where I'm at today. And in, in, in my story today is, is God is first in everything, in all decisions, everything that we do, God is first. And at the end of the day, it becomes a relief. The stress is off because you know, you've given it to God. You've walked the walk. The stress is off of us as men if we bring it to him first. Man, that's powerful. Oh yeah. So that that's 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 my leader today is God. Everything we do, everything my family does, it's just great to know that God is there. And he's not gonna always give you what you want. What you want. And he's not gonna give you what you think you need. And so there's ways to be successful and do it the right way. And 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 it feels good. Awesome, man. Thank you. So I appreciate you guys. Having me here. Today. Well, I appreciate it, man. That means so much to me. I'm so blessed to have him here today. You know what? Guys, listen. Every one of us is running with a ghost. Some of us, it's money. Some of it's possession. Some of it's notoriety. Some of it's feeling that self-worth. Some of it's wanting to feel like you matter. You know, we just keep chasing this thing, chasing this thing. And we're so exhausted and tired and burnt and spent. And unfortunately, some of the people we love the most are the ones that we put on the back burner. And we put them to the, to the side because we're trying to pursue something else so heavily. And then sometimes, you know, God will put us in a timeout. He'll say, bro, you know what? You need to step back and maybe you need to learn something from this because you're not getting it. I'm a firm believer that God will sometimes bring you to your knees. And if you don't want to listen, he'll put you on your belly. Mm. And so we need to understand that, you know, this life that we're chasing, it's like I tell my son all the time. It's not about possessions. It's about people. Your life is about people. And what kind of an impact are you going to make on the people that God has put in front of you? Are you going to step up? Are you going to get up? Are you going to man up? Are you going to be selfish, self-consumed, and walk around scared of being exposed for the rest of your life? Guys, now's the time. You can change the trajectory of your life right now. You just got to make the choice. And when you do that, my friends, well, that's where the rubber meets the road.